episode 63 with Stephanie Loyan on the Nine Point Start the Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have Stephanie Loyan. She is a Canadian volleyball player that just got done with their first season overseas. And cool journey here to kind of see, you know, her growth and progression since you know, what she learned from that first season abroad. It's great for anyone that wants to, you know, figure out their own abroad journey and kind of what steps she took to kind of make the opportunity happen. So great episode here. Hope you enjoy and let's get to it. So Stephanie, the question I ask everyone that comes on is when you're younger as an athlete, what's one of your bigger dreams or goals you want to achieve? Um, my dream was, well, first of all, when I was in high school, my dream was to play in a university for the University of Montreal. Um, my sister played for them and obviously like she was my role model. She's the person I looked up to. And so, yeah, back in high school, I didn't see past university, you know, for me, it was, uh, it was like the ultimate goal. And then uh, I, I, I ended up making it to, uh, to the university and I, I made the team and all that. And then, um, you know, I've, my dream after that was to keep playing. It was to uh, play pro abroad, uh, either in Europe or South America or even Asia. Um, and yeah, I knew, I just knew that at my, at my position as a libero, it's really, really hard. So, you know, I, I dreamt about that and it ended up coming true. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so for you, was, was it always volleyball? always your go-to sport whether you all other things as well yeah no well when I was a kid I I was really into ballet for a number of years okay (laughs) Um, cool uh that I played soccer as a kid I I was into uh figure uh, figure skating so yeah I you know we we were an active family my our parents really pushed all three kids to you know to you know like pursue as many sports as we could when we were kids and then like eventually in high school um the way the sports seasons are stru- are structured in Canada it's kind of hard to uh to play two sports at the same time so I stuck to volleyball uh, starting high school and then yeah I just kept playing until well I'm not done yet so <laughs> you're just getting started now yeah I just did so I just start. I just got started so hopefully I still have a few years a few years ahead of me and that's awesome. So, so throughout that whole journey, you know, you said you want to go to university and you didn't, you didn't see past university. So mm-hmm. when, so when you got there, what, what was that like for you? What, what was the expectation that you had in your mind or how the journey was going to go? Um, to me, it was a really big deal. Like I just, I remember walking into the gym and like just being like impressed or, you know, like in admiration, like, with the players I was playing with because they were players that I watched, you know, I, I didn't think I was at their level yet. You know, I, I wasn't a, a year before that or a few months before that I was like in the stands watching them play and just like being in admiration <laughs> of like what they could do on the court. And it was just like overwhelming to be, you know, to be in the same gym as them and like be considered like at their level. Um, and then like quickly I got, I had to get the hang of it because the, um, so I was a, I was a freshman. I was in my first year and the other player, the other player on my team at my my position was the fifth year. She she was, uh, she was a senior and um, 
at first, you know, I just, I didn't think I would be on the court all that much throughout the season, but like a week before our season opener, she got injured. So I kind of did not have a choice to be on the court. So uh, I had to adjust really quickly to that um, and just really get a hang of it quickly. Like, you know, and I've been on the starting six ever since, well, I, I was on the starting six at, from that point on. So it was, uh, it was, you know, I had to learn quickly. <laughs> Did you feel ready? No, absolutely not. Not at all. Like I, I'd been training with that team for what, for maybe a month or two. And then, you know, a week before the game, uh, I find out that I'm going to have to play, you know, and I really did not expect that in my mind. I was, my first season was, you know, just to get adjusted to the level. I did not expect for real, not, I didn't expect to be on the court, like for a full game ever. <laughs> so it was, uh, I was definitely out of my comfort, comfort zone at that point. So kind of going on that, you know, it's like sometimes things happen like that, you know, if someone gets hurt and it's like, ne- it's like next person up. So for you, when the opportunity came and you, and now your time to really, Feel, kind of fill those shoes how did you kind of go for preparing for the next game after that um you just have to go one game at a time and one training session at a time um back then I was I mean I was really lucky my coach was very very supportive and he believed in me um you know he didn't doubt that I could that I could do it and you know fill my, fill that role quickly um but yeah, it's, it, it's just about, you have to take in all the information you can and apply what your coach tells you and like really trust what he's telling you. Like it, at some as sometimes it might not make sense to you like in the moment, but just apply it, try it. And you'll see that it's, he's probably right <laughs> or she's probably right, you know? So really just being open-minded and really view it as a learning experience it might not go right I mean I I don't remember that first game like clearly but for sure I did not play at the top of my abilities at that point um but really view it as a learning experience it might go right it might go wrong but just like take what you can from it and yeah learn from everything you can I love how you say one at a time yeah, you know, I'm I've been watching the watching the Raptors play, you know, and like and like Kawhi said that a lot, you know, just like I'm making day by day type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because it, you know, in sport, we all know it as athletes. You know, it everything can change so quickly. Um, you know, whether it's are you a starting player or not, if it's just a matter of somebody might you know get injured during a practice or a game, and it's your time to you know, your time to shine or it's your, your chance to show that you can do the job, the job, or it's just, you know, even during a, during a game, especially in volleyball or even in basketball, the the momentum can switch so quickly that you, you know, you can't control it all the time. You just have to like stay in the moment and do what you can in that moment. That's kind of how I see it. So, so how did the journey go for you when it came to university and just staying in the moment? Um, it was a struggle. I'd say my first year, um, you know, as a team, we didn't, uh, it didn't end the way we expected. Um, we, you know, we got, we lost in the regional finals 
in the provincial finals when we were, you know, we were, everybody was expecting us, I think, to make it to nationals and we ended up losing to a team that, I, I mean, I think we, we, we had a fair chance to beat. Um, so that first season was, you know, emotionally pretty rough towards the end. But it was such a, you know, like I say, it was such a learning experience and, you know, how the learning curve goes. Um, like, I just learned so much as an athlete um, and, as it, like, and how, also how to be a teammate on the court that, uh, in that first year. Um, so what did that mean, be a, be a teammate on the court? Um, it's the, it's uh, taking the risk, like owning the responsibility that you have on the court. Um, so I was, as a, I'm, my position is uh, I'm a liberal, so I'm a specialist in defense and in the first, uh, first contact. So I have to like, m like manage what's going on in the back row, what everybody's doing in defense and how we adjust uh, the serve receive line and all that. So it's, you know, up until then, <laughs> I was kind of always listening to what, to what the coach was saying. And it was the same for all of my teammates, but from starting from my first year, my coach told me like, you are in charge of shifting the line. Like he, he told me, I'm not going to tell you what to do. And you're like, you're going to have to tell your teammates how to move. And, you know, like I was saying, I was playing with players that I was looking up to like a few months prior to that. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting for me to, you know, take that, that role and responsibility of saying, Hey, like you player who's like four years older than me, like, go like get out of the reception line we'll put that girl in instead or you know it's it was um it was a you know being a leader in the way that I that I had to be on the court like um it's something it was it's something that I hadn't done before really I was just just you know the way I saw it was before that was play the best you can and that's how you help your team but that's not always the way it goes so for you it was, it was almost did you kind of feel that because you were younger that the ones that were older wouldn't not say respect but just acknowledge you as acknowledge your voice um I think that was mostly in my head like they they I think they trusted me and they always listened to the, they always listened to what I was saying on the court and they never questioned that a, a decision I took in like in defense or in the like how we were shifting our reception line. It was mostly in, in my head of like, oh my God, what is she going to think? Does she think I'm right? Like it, there was never an instance where somebody said, no, I'm not going to do that. It's dumb, you know? So it was just getting past that, that mental block, I think of like, I'm good nothing, enough, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think we can all relate to that. Just we're, we're throwing, we're throwing our heads sometimes that we just, make make things harder than they need to be yeah yeah exactly it's so as you progress in the journey earlier you said that that the goal was just university there was nothing there was nothing past that so when did that when when did that dream go a few more steps a few more chapters um i'd say towards the end of my second year of uh university uh we made it to nationals that year and we ended up winning a bronze medal and after that, um, after winning the the medal, the medal in, uh, in at nationals, I got invited to a tryout for um, for the FISU games. They're like basically they're like Olympics, but for um, university athletes. 
so uh, I was invited to um, to to that tryout and you know basically to be part of kind of a national to represent Canada at, a, at an international competition and that tryout for me like in terms of performance went really well like I saw I I, I didn't make the team but I felt like I showed that I had the skills I had the will to to do it and I had the like you know the motivation and all that and the talent and also the talent at that point but the only thing that was lacking was experience at that point so that's when I kind of started seeing like hey I still have three you know I have three years of university but I feel like there could be more you know and I wanted I, I wanted to be more so um I think that it's after that trial that I kind of realized um uh, there, there, there would be more, more opportunities there. So I think that was a turning point for me. So in the world of volleyball, especially in Canada, yeah. how, how does, how does, how does an athlete go about pursuing a pro career? You know, the first step, like, is it an agent or is it like, like what's the, like, what's the first step you took to kind of make that dream reality going to the, going pro? Yeah. Um, it's, so you finish your four or five years of university and then you, I think the best way to go about it is to uh, find an agency. So there are a few agencies and well, there's one in Canada that I know that I know of. Um, most of them in North America are, are in the States, um, but there those agencies are usually run by, uh, people who have played pro in the past in Europe or South America or Asia or where wherever they could find a contract and they have good contacts with clubs in those countries and um, so you join that agency you show you put up a like a highlight video and your your CV and then they're kind of in charge of finding you a job um, it's really hard when you're a libero um, because as for clubs, um, for, for European clubs, uh, if they're going to bring a foreigner in, like a, like an American or a Canadian or whatever else, you know, they're going to, they're usually going to go for, um, outside hitters or middle players. So, you know, they want to bring in those players who are going to make them win basically. And the Libero's job is not that. (laughs) So it's really hard, um, you know, they'll usually fill, in Europe especially, they'll usually fill that spot with a local player. Uh, I was actually really, I'm actually really lucky because I um, have, I have a dual citizenship. So I, I have my Canadian citizenship, but I'm also, um, I have citizenship from Slovenia because my dad was born there. So that helped a lot. <laughs> so I know a lot of, you know, I can name you at least two girls that I know of who I believe we're at the same level, but the the only reason why they didn't get a contract is because they don't have that citizenship, which kind of sucks. <laughs> but you know, it's the it's it's the polit it's the politics of of it all now. So, um, I, I was talking to one the um, one the one um one athlete, Christy Swaggerty, and we we're talking about how like how there's all these athletes that that play volleyball in the U.S. and Canada. But there's no, there's no like league, besides yeah. by the national teams. Like it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, they're trying in Canada. They're trying to like start these leagues that um, like 
you know, to start these leagues for athletes who want to keep playing after, um, after university or even while they're still in university, it's like during the summer, but you know, it's not, you know, it's obviously not at the level it is in Europe and you can't really <laughs> make a living out of it right now. So it's, um, yeah, it's really hard and it's kind of mind blowing to think that, you know, you have, you can play volleyball professionally pretty much everywhere in the world, in the world, except for North America. So, yeah, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. So, so for you, when you, when you, when you, we got, we got your, your first, you know, opportunity to, cause this was your, this was your first season overseas, right? Yeah. Playing. yeah. So what was, what was that first day like? It was, um, well, the, the way I found the contract was uh, through this agency that organized um, kind of a tryout or, comp- yeah, yeah, kind of a tryout uh, for American players. So I was the, I was the only Canadian there. Uh, so basically the way it worked is uh, all 15 of us players met in, uh, at a training center in Slovenia. Um, and, uh, we were basically just training and playing games, um, like amongst each other, like against each other and against, uh, national teams that were also training in that, um, in that facility. So we played against, uh, the Austrian national team against, um, uh, we, well, I was gone by that point, but they also played against the Slovenian national team and all that. So basically it was just like kind of a way to showcase um like show off american like north american players um and on this fourth day that i was there the whole trial was like 10 days on the fourth day that we were there um uh these hungarian coaches and managers came up to me well came up to the agent and said hey like we'd be interested in like in that player can we talk to her and all that so i was i was really lucky in that in the sense that um you know, the reason that why they, they were that interested was because I wasn't, I wouldn't be considered North American, like I said, because of my uh, dual citizenship. Um, so yeah, they basically, they, they talked to me like on, I don't know, on the Tuesday night and they told me, yeah, so like tomorrow at like 1 p.m. somebody's going to pick you up and you're going to Hungary, basically. So I had, a f- I, like, I only had a few hours to, like, call my family, say, hey, I'm going to Hungary for this trial, like, this team is really interested, and, you know, pack, and then it was time to go, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, these, um, these uh, people from the club picked me, and um, another girl from, who was at the training camp, and she, had, she ended up being my teammate and my roommate, too, um, we went to this small town in Hungary. Um, that's like, you know, most people can pronounce it. And, uh, yeah, we were there for like the first week and a half or two weeks was like kind of a trout in the sense that they weren't really evaluating our level of play. Like they, they knew what we could do cause they saw us for like two, three, four days at, in Slovenia, but they wanted to see if we were a good fit with the club and if we liked the town and all that. So, um those first two weeks were were kind of stressful you know you don't really know <laughs> what's going on if you're going to stay or if they're just going to change their mind or um but yeah it worked out so um i stayed there uh in in i stayed in hungary for my first season and it was 
really quite the adventure, the adventure I'd say. We're going back on like the whole like beginning process. So when you get that call to say, we, we want you overseas, is that, is that something, something that, that you pay for or like, or the team paying to fly you out or? Um, so normally the team uh, pays to fly you out. Um, it's like, it's a, it's usually included in the contract. Like they're okay. paying to bring you to, to Europe or, you know, whatever country you're going to. And they also pay for your flight to go back home. Um, normally they, they also pay for, um, for your apartment. So where you're staying and um, depending on the sponsors that they get, uh, we got like lunch every day that was free. So it was kind of, it was included in our contract, like five days a week when we're training, lunch is included for you and you get your apartment and a flight home at the end of the season. Uh, for me, um, so, you know, I, last summer I was like sending emails to like so many clubs. I start, I stopped counting, but it must've been like 50 teams in Europe. And I got, you know, I got a few messages back saying, Hey, we might be interested, but like nothing ended up working. Like nothing worked out at that, like back then. And towards, you know, mid July, I realized it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't going to like, you know, I wouldn't find a contract that way, especially for a first um, for a first season. So that's when I, um, I called, uh, this agency and asked them if I could like, you know, join the, the showcase, uh, tour or whatever they were, <laughs> they called it. And, um, for that, I had to pay, you know, to fly out to Slovenia and the camp and all that. But afterwards, like, that's how I found the job. It was like pretty much my last chance to, yeah. uh, so to find a contract back then. It was worth it. Basically. Yeah, it was definitely. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out. So, yeah. so now you are officially a pro volleyball player. Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, it, so, so look, looking back on 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 the girl who just you know doing ballet and volleyball just to one of the universities. Now you're now now you're living like guess we can say the elite status, right, of of an yeah. athlete. Yeah, it took me a while to be able to. It's weird, but it it took me a while to be able to say. I'm a professional player. Like I'm a professional athlete. Whenever I talked about it with my, you know, with my family that didn't really know what was going on with me, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to Europe to play volleyball. And they're like, okay, but are you going to work? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to get paid to play volleyball. And they're like, Oh, so you're a professional player. I was like, yeah, yeah, you can say that. I don't know what it was, but it was, maybe like kind of some imposter syndrome or, you know, it just, you know, you build it up in your head and then you get there and it's, you know, you're still the same player and you're still the same person. It's just, you know, I don't know how to say it. It's just, uh, yeah, it took me a while to really register that I was a professional, professional athlete. <laughs> so like that imposter syndrome, what was that for you? Cause, cause you, you know, you're good enough. So what, what about it was like made of the imposter syndrome for you? Um, I don't know. Just the fact that I didn't think it would work out for some reason. Like I honestly, I did. I feel like I worked so hard for it. And that's like, at some point last summer, I just thought, I don't think it's going to work. Like I'm, you know, sending these videos to all these teams and like, nobody's interested. And I, you know, I know I just need one person or one team to say yes to like get my break, like my big break there. But 
um, it's one just, opportunity away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, I don't know. It's, it's something about the title. I think that, you know, you say, when you say you're a professional athlete, the way I, you know, when I hear professional athlete, what I imagine is like somebody who's uh, in the NFL or a pro tennis player or, you know, and it's, you know, it, it's not that exactly. It's a, uh, it's a different reality. So. So, so for you, it's, it's almost you're, you're kind of banking it on the, the recognition maybe to like how, how volleyball isn't as mainstream as in the NBA or NFL. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's uh, I really, I haven't thought about it all that much, really. I just know that it took me a while to say, I'm a professional athlete. Like, yeah, must, I think it must be it. It's from the outside view. Like they imagine that when you're an athlete, you're a professional athlete, like you automatically imagine that the person is like rich and famous. And that's not it at all for like 99% of the professional athletes that are out there. So yeah that's so true that's yeah. so true so so i was reading your blog earlier and and you had an article about that like your first season and what you learned you kind of explain yeah. explain like what you learned that first year yeah and it was a lot like i only have seven points there but it's just the whole experience was it was really something like um when i you know aside from all the culture shock, <laughs> because, you know, Hungarian culture is, it's different from obviously what we have in North America, but it's also very different from a lot of countries in, in like within Europe. Um, but the whole like adventure of being uh, like an athlete in Europe was really a, a learning experience for me, <laughs> definitely. So kind of like one of them was like the comfort zone. Yeah. Um, that one was like, how can I say? Like I said in my article, you leave it at home because you're going to be, <laughs> it's like, not, you don't need like those reference points that you have at home that, okay, so when we go in the gym, this is how we do things. Uh, when we're in the locker room or you know, how do we talk to each other in the team or what are the standards or, you know, you just, you have to be open-minded like completely and just take everything in. Um, you know, the, I, I think the best advice I could tell someone like after this full year of playing abroad, um, like if I could go back and, you know, tell myself something would be to, to think like, um, I'd say to myself, you know, the standard, the standards that you have in university or that you had when you were playing university, they probably won't apply to where you're going. They won't be the same. And that's okay. It, it doesn't mean that the, the standards that you had back home were better or worse or that what you have right now is better or worse. It's just, it's different and take what you can from it. Like if it, if you feel for example, like in terms of uh, quality of play during trainings, like, um, you know, I think it's the same in, <laughs> in the NCAA, but, you know, every training is important for us in, in Canada or every game is like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, is, is it almost like you expect to win and overseas they aren't expecting to 
Yeah, exactly. Like at the, um, we had a, we were, one of our first games we were playing against uh, the team that had won uh, the, the, the championship the previous season. And our coach basically walked in, <laughs> he walked in the locker room and told us, okay, so um, we don't think we're going to win. Like they're a good team, but Dang. like we don't think we're gonna win. But the sponsors, they're in the stands, so like just look happy, okay? Because like we're giving us money. Basically, that's what they told us. <laughs> Dang. So you know, is I mean, when there's money involved like that, like it is a business. It's a different reality. Like the fact that we are professional players does not mean that the overall, um, like the overall. Uh, attitude will be professional towards the sport, you know. Whereas when you're in college or in university, like every game is important. Like it doesn't matter if you, you know, you, it doesn't matter if people don't ex- expect you to win. Like you're supposed to fight and you're supposed and, to try to win. And your coach is not going to walk in and say, we think we're going to lose. But yeah. So that was one of the first shocks that I had. <laughs> that, that's so bold too. Like just walking to your, your team and be like, Especially as a coach, he's like, he's like saying, I don't have faith in my team. Yeah, it's, uh, well, yeah, those coaches ended up like getting fired before December, in December, I mean, so. <laughs> hey, that would do it, that would do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Just in this, this first season, how, how, how will this help you going for the next season and the season after that? Like, what's like your, I guess, like, like, yeah, like, like, so like what did that really prepare you for? I ha- I, it prepared me for um, the whole mental aspect. Um, it was the first time that I was really left to like to my own devices to like build up my mental strength. Uh, because in in university, like my my coach, he you know he had a PhD in sports psychology. So whenever I was like doubting myself or had questions or you know whatever was going on in my head that I did not like or whatever, I could just go up to him and have a conversation with him and just like sort it out but when you're 6,500 kilometers away from home it's not an option really like you have to resort to whatever works for you like I found that I've like I realized that to me like journaling the like writing down what my thoughts were uh like the morning like the night before the game or the morning of the game um that really helped um so yeah just being more responsible or autonomous about like managing the mental aspect of the game um I think that was a big step for me this year um I think one of the the big ones that I had like personally this this year was that you know I I made it to Hungary I made the team and then I feel like my perform my performance dropped considerably compared to what I was doing pri- like this season before, because well I was adjusting to a new team, a new coach, a new language, a new country, um, knew everything. Like I knew nobody there, and everything was completely new. So, like the style of play also, and all that. Even like even the ball was different. So <laughs> that in itself was a big adjustment, and. I feel like I was able to like recover from that kind of bad start and go back to the level that I 
that I, you know, that I know that I have. So in that sense, me like, I didn't necessarily improve technically, but the fact that I could maintain that level with all the environmental aspect, I was so like uncomfortable in a way. I think that was a big one for me. So this year was definitely a big step for me in that sense. Hey, the rookie year is always, always the fun part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily the, the, like the youngest on the team, but I was, you know, I still felt like a rookie because yeah, that's it. It was my first pro season. So, so, yeah. so, so what are your, so what are your next goals? You know, is it, is it, you know, get involved with, with Team Canada one day? Like what's not your goal that you want to really achieve like, going forward now? Um, yeah, Team Canada is definitely a dream of mine. Um, whether it will happen or not is not completely <laughs> in my control. Um, hey, it's possible, you know? It is. I know it is. Uh, I, I mean, I, I went to the, I went to the tryouts this year. Um, I kind I got there. <laughs> I, I actually missed the trials because I was still finishing up my pro season. So, um, I had my last game on May 1st in the evening and on May 2nd at like 6 a.m. I was taking a flight to go back to Vancouver to do the try to like trial for the team. Um, I stayed there about for a full week, I think, um, you know, practicing with the national team. And, you know, it was kind of an extended tryout. And, you know, I was there and there were maybe, I think they kept a total of 24 players. And there were about 30 of us when I was there. So I stayed the full week um, and I ended up not making the team. Um, so that was kind of, uh, you know, a big, a big disappointment for me, especially after like, you know, I felt like I was at the level when I got there, but then I had to, again, adjust to a new ball, a new team, a new coach, uh, new players, new gym. Like, you know, I just, I felt like, I did not play again at the level that I could, but you know, stuff like that happens. So try a little, I'll try to learn from it and maybe go back next year and we'll see. <laughs> you got to go for it. Yeah. You know, because, because just like, you know, it's almost, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like, like when you're, when, when you're, I guess a freshman in university, you know, that first game, you, it wasn't, it wasn't your best, but you know, after that you were made a national team, all the other stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, and also, I think as athletes, we're very, we we realize, like, we're fully aware that our time is counted. You know, I'm 24 right now, and I might not have 10 years of volleyball in, in front of me, you know, because whether my body or <laughs> will be able to take it or not, I don't know. Um, you know, I think it's something that normally when you're in your 20s you don't really think about hey like my time to do whatever I want to do in this life is counted but when you're an athlete you kind of realize it because well your knees start hurting at some point or you know you get injured and you realize that like you won't be able to maintain that level or go on forever so that lower back pain hits like yeah, yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely so so I know you have so you have a new website out. So so what people find kind of find you now? Social media, websites, anything we can kind of plug? Yeah. Uh, so well, on social media, I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, so at uh, Steph Loyan. 
Um, and I also have uh, my blog. That's also stephloian.com. So yeah, on that blog, I just basically share what I, well, I, yeah, I share what I'm going through, um, what I went through in the past season and just like keeping, you know, updating my, either my family or friends or whoever wants to read it on what's going on with me and what I, what it's like to be a professional, a professional athlete abroad. And like, I'm trying to be as authentic as possible. Like it wasn't always fun. Uh, you know, I, overall, I really enjoyed the experience, but you know, there's, I wrote a, I wrote an article that's named, uh, lessons from a 10 game losing streak, which is a really long time to go without winning <laughs> that ever happened to you. Um, uh, I've been there. I, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah so you, you know, it's just, and it's, you know, in that first half season, I lost more games than I had, I think in my full five years of college of university so yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it was tough at some point but um yeah so I'm just trying to be as authentic as possible in what it's like to be a professional athlete and being abroad and you know pursuing your dreams when all your friends family and boyfriend or girlfriend are back home and living their life basically <laughs> so it's, it's props to you kind of, I remember like like when we first talked when, when was that like December maybe yeah, January, I think. Yeah, and and how you, you, you had an idea for a blog, but you didn't you didn't do it yet. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, a yeah. few months later how it's popping. Yeah, I, I was I, I was working on it at that point, but I kind of felt like it wasn't ready. And um, I mean, I launched it, and I still felt like it wasn't ready anyway. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's always like that. You at some point you just say like, okay, screw it, we'll start and make adjustments get better how we go yeah yeah exactly awesome well stephanie it's been great talking with you the same time on your saturday to kind of hang out on this call and yeah, it was great definitely and we'll be in touch soon my friend Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.